Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is Two Beards talking right here on Anchor.fm. I am Daniel Sanders. And I am Hunter Biden's crack addiction, a.k.a. Matt Lasseter. I'm, I'm at a loss for words. I got these cheeseburgers, man. I'm, I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> yeah, we're canceled. <laughs> and then why'd you have to bring up cheeseburgers? I'm hungry. I'm insane, but got these cheeseburgers, man. Damn, bruh. Why? Because that's what crackheads do. They got cheese. I don't know where they get the cheeseburgers, but they got them. I got the shakes that'll make you quake. I got the fries that'll cross your eyes. I got the burgers that. I just got burgers, man. Yeah. Yeah. As we always do at the start of every show here at Two Beards Talking, we want to give a big shout out to the troops, to the men and women serving overseas and on the home front. We appreciate everything y'all are doing for us. Keep up the good work. Come home safe. We're all rooting for you here back home. Hunter Biden. You done fucked up. You done messed up, Hunter. Allegedly. Allegedly. We're going to get that word out in front, and now we're going to go for it. Just anything we say tonight, preface with the word allegedly, and then we're good to go. Or speculatively. Yeah, either one of those words works just fine. Yes, this is a breaking story. Uh, New York Post was the first to... uh, Do we want to call it a leak? (laughs) Yeah. It was definitely a oops. I don't know if it was an oops. I'm pretty sure it was intentional on... (laughs) I don't think it was intentional on his part. That's why it's like an oops. (laughs) Uh, Children, if you're going to take your laptop in for work... Might want to get rid of incriminating evidence, especially yeah. when your father is running for president. Oops. Yeah, we're going to call that an oopsie poopsie. And especially when information on said laptop could implicate your father, who is running for president, as a liar. Allegedly. Yes. Bear in mind, this is all speculative. This is all alleged at this point. Thank you, Swirly Dan. But, uh, yeah. Um,. <laughs> It happened. Uh, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it in the realm of speculation, <laughs> dickhead. So, um, like I said, New York Post was uh, was the first to <clears throat> hit us with this information. Now, um, as the story goes, like I said, Hunter Biden drops off laptop. Or we don't actually know who dropped off the laptop, just supposedly, allegedly. Vis-a-vis, concordantly. (laughs) uh, Speculatively, this laptop belongs to Hunter Biden or someone who is deeply connected to Hunter Biden. um, Contains emails from who has been labeled the number three executive at Burisma, which is the Ukrainian energy company that Hunter Biden was working for. Yep. Um, And that one's not allegedly. Yeah, that, that is not allegedly. That is fact. He was working for Burisma. But, uh, this email allegedly says, and I, and I'm paraphrasing, um, something to the effect of from this number three executive to Hunter Biden, um, 
thank you for uh, basically he's thanking him for setting up a meeting between himself and Joe Biden, who at the time was vice president. This was roughly about eight months um, before the prosecutor in Ukraine was looking into Burisma and then uh, Joe Biden got involved and threatened to withhold money from Ukraine if they did not fire the prosecutor. Yeah, there's actually a Joe Bi- a clip of Joe Biden admitting I got the bastard fired. Yeah, or something along those lines. Uh, dumbass? Question mark. <laughs> um, I'm gonna get the actual New York Post article pulled up here. You won't. Oh, I will because I got it right here. Uh, let's see here. Now, this is the article from New York Post. And it says, smoking gun email reveals how Hunter Biden introduced Ukrainian businessmen to VP dad. Now, remember, at multiple times, Joe Biden has claimed to have no knowledge of Hunter's work and dealings with Burisma. That, and that the firing of the prosecutor had nothing to do with, um, you know, Hunter being employed there, so on and so forth. Yeah, I don't believe it. <clears throat> yeah, and that meeting on the tarmac between uh, the uh, Attorney General Lynch and Bill Clinton was just so they could talk about their grandkids, too. Yeah, I doubt it. Yeah, no. Hunter Biden introduced his father, then Vice President Joe Biden, to a top executive at a Ukrainian energy firm less than a year before the elder Biden pressured government officials in Ukraine into firing a prosecutor who was investigating the company, according to emails obtained by the Post. The the never-before-revealed meeting is mentioned in a message of appreciation that uh, Vadim Pazarsky... Nailed it. Yeah, sure. Uh, An advisor to the board of Burisma allegedly sent Hunter Biden. See, they even said allegedly. uh, Allegedly sent Hunter Biden on April 17th, 2015, about a year after Hunter joined the Burisma board at a reported salary of up to $50,000 a month. Dude, how can I get shady jobs like this? Right? Like, I just need it for like four months and I'll be good. Dear Hunter, thank you for inviting me to D.C. and giving an opportunity to meet your father and spend some time together. It's really an honor and pleasure, the email reads. An earlier email from May 2014 also shows Pazarski, purportedly Burisma's number three exec, asking Hunter for advice on how you could use your influence on the company's behalf. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't think it's looking good. Allegedly. Now, uh, this article from the New York Post does have a screen grab of this supposed email dated April seventeenth, two thousand fifteen. Subject: Meeting for coffee? Question mark. From Vadim Pazarsky to Hunter Biden. What's really funny is they've they didn't block out the actual email addresses on here. Oh, I'm about to spam somebody some porn. 
Nothing but big dicks coming your way. Now, this is the full email. Dear Hunter, thank you for inviting me to D.C. and giving an opportunity to meet your father and spend some time together. It's really an honor and pleasure. As we spoke yesterday evening, would be great to meet today for a quick coffee. What do you think? I could come to your office somewhere around noon or so before or on my way to the airport. Best V. And then something in Ukrainian C iPhone. I'm assuming that's Ukrainian for sent from my iPhone. Yeah, probably. That's what that's. Um, yeah, my, my Ukrainian's kind of rusty. So it's, it's it's been a minute. Yeah, I it's, know. It, it looks very similar to Russian. It's probably because it is Russian. <laughs> let's 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 get uh let's get Bert Kreischer in here. He can interpret it for us. No, he he didn't. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. He couldn't. He, <laughs> He was robbing a train, hooked on phonics style. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and he thought he was going to get to fuck a minor. That was probably the best joke of the whole thing. Jesus. The computer was dropped off at a repair shop in Biden's home state of Delaware in April 2019, according to the store's owner. Other material extracted from the computer includes a raunchy 12-minute video that appears to show Hunter, who admitted struggling with addiction problems, Smoking crack while engaged in a sex act with an unidentified woman, as well as numerous other sexually explicit images. Ooh. Matt, you're not getting on Pornhub later. What does I got to do with anything? Because <laughs> I know you're going to be looking for that video. Hell no, I'm not. <laughs> uh, the customer who brought in the water-damaged MacBook Pro for repair never paid for the service or retrieved it or a hard drive on which its contents were stored, according to the shop owner, who said he tried repeatedly to contact the client. Now, so that's just day one shit, man. Like, go get, if, especially if it has incriminating evidence, go get that shit. Yeah. You the, leave it there long enough, you're going to get burned. The shop owner couldn't positively identify the customer as Hunter Biden, but said the laptop bore a sticker from the Bo Biden Foundation, named after Hunter's late brother and former Delaware Attorney General. Well, that's not necessarily a smoking gun. That, yeah, like I, like I said, it doesn't necessarily, we don't necessarily 100% know that it was Hunter Biden who dropped it off, that it belonged to Hunter Biden, but all sources point back to Hunter Biden. Yeah, I mean, it's got you with a crack pipe and, and you doing some nasty a chick shit, doing some nasty shit while smoking a crack pipe. Wait, P- same, plus emails. Wait, same time? Yes. Like he's like hitting it and smoking That's the crack ex- pipe. That is exactly what it said. Twelve minute video that appears to show Hunter smoking crack while engaged in a sex act with an unidentified woman. Dude, I ain't mad. I'm kind of impressed. <laughs> like, how you gonna smoke crack and fuck? Like that that's 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 that G shit. You don't think he's capable of doing both? I'm just saying, like... I mean, I've never smoked crack. Well, nor have I, but I'm just saying, like, that's... Like, I have... I'm going to admit this on air. I have smoked weed. Uh, I don't think I could smoke weed and fuck at the same time. That shit makes me lazy. Now, there is also a photograph on here of a uh, grand jury subpoena for the District of Delaware from the United States District Court... Uh, you are commanded to appear in this United States District Court at this time, date, and place shown below to testify before the court's grand jury. When you arrive, you must remain at the court until the judge or a court officer allows you to leave. 
You must also bring with you the following documents, electronically stored information or objects in lieu of personal appearance. Please see attachment A. Um, and then there's actually some handwritten markings on the back, which according to sources that I've read, there is a second document that is to be filled out by an official, handwritten filled out by an official, uh, stapled to or on the back side of this page, whatever. And they said they've mirrored and matched it up and it does actually fall in line with um, that second page where the writing is on the back side of this page. Yeah, um, I'm going to play devil's advocate for a moment. Uh, until this stuff gets to like an actual computer forensic scientist, it's it's highly speculative. Allegedly. I mean, you give anybody with a computer that has computer knowledge 15 minutes and some basic details of something that may or may not have happened, they can create a paper trail. Yeah. And um, they can doctor a photo. Now, let's see here. It says on here, attachment A... Apple MacBook Pro laptop computer serial number didn't block they didn't, they did not retract the serial number on here <laughs> and Western Digital external hard drive also did not retract the serial number come on man do better like come you gotta redact certain things dickheads let's see here you and just, then they just doxed a hard drive <laughs> um. Now, there is, there is a receipt on here. No, they did not. They didn't, redact, they didn't redact something, did they? The phone number. For whom? Hunter Biden. No. It says, bill to Hunter Biden, and then it has the phone number on here. Holy shit. He's getting blown the fuck up on his phone right now. He's probably already changed his number by now. God, I fucking hope. Like, I'm not a huge Hunter Biden fan, but I hope he's changed his number four times since this story dropped. What the fuck are you looking at? I'm thinking. Don't do it. Don't you do it. We are not calling Hunter Biden on air. Why not? Uh, because, uh, no. Why not? Because that would be wrong. What would be wrong about it? Because you're going to be a dick. You know you're going to be a dick. Not going to be a dick. <laughs> Much. Yeah, that's what you say. Yeah. Finish that sentence. <laughs> I cannot believe they did not. They did not redact that phone number. Oh my god. You know, I actually have a funny story about not redacting phone numbers. Oh lord. Uh, back in the day when I was in my first ever band, Hours in Tragedy. It was with Nikki and Megan, actually. Oh, damn. That was back in the day. Yeah, it was back in the fucking day. So, uh, Megan, I think it was either Megan or Nikki, bought, like, an original um, uh, Avenged Sevenfold demo from back in the day when they were, like, a fucking metalcore band. Back when M. Shadows screamed all the time. So, they bought, they they go on eBay to buy this demo. And it was a it was a demo that was sent out to, like, a record label. And so it had, like, because uh, Matt Shadows, uh, which I don't know if you guys are related or not, but did you know Matt Shadows' real name is Matt Sanders? I did not know this. Yeah, his name is Matt Sanders. And it had his home address, which was redacted, but the phone number wasn't. So we were like, uh, fuck it. Call that shit. So we called it on Megan's cell phone and put it on speaker. And it rang like three or four times and went to a 
a voicemail. It was some woman saying, hi, this is the Sanders residence. And we were like, no shit. So we left him our name and number and said, if you could have Matt give us a call, that'd be great. Did never, he ever call you back? Never got that call. So, Matt, if you're listening, what's up, man? Like, we're just trying to talk. I want to send you a demo. Go on tour with you or something. Guess you're just too cool for us. Uh, yeah. Hey, we were a good band. Fuck you. <laughs> I heard y'all practice, okay? Y'all were so-so. No, no, we were a good band. When did you When did you hear us practice? It was over at Megan Ball's house. You were already in the Marines by the time that band started. I was home on leave, bruh. Uh, I, don't, I don't remember that. I don't remember that at all. It happened. I don't remember that at all. It happened. But moving on. Before turning over the gear, the shop owner says he made a copy of the hard drive and later gave it to former Mayor Rudy Giuliani's lawyer, Robert Costello. That seems weird. Steve Bannon, former advisor to President Trump, told the Post about the existence of the hard drive in late September, and Giuliani provided the Post with a copy of it on Sunday. That seems oddly timed. Less than eight months after Pazarski guy... Nailed it. Sure. Thanked Hunter Biden for the introduction to his dad. The then vice president admittedly pressured Ukrainian president Petro Poroshenko. Nailed it. Sure. And Prime Minister Arsenye Yatsenyuk. Nailed it. Sure. Into getting rid of Prosecutor General Viktor Shokin. Uh, that one was easy. <laughs> yeah, there was not a lot of consonants in that one. By threatening to withhold a $1 billion U.S. loan guaranteed during a December 2015 trip to Kiev. <coughs> Kiev? Kiev. In 93, maybe? <laughs> was he there with Michael Wesson? He might have been. <laughs> Holy shit. Burn notice is real. I looked at them and said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor is not fired, you're not getting the money. Biden infamously bragged to the Council on Foreign Relations in 2018. Okay, so have people ever heard of keeping their fucking mouth shut? Like, if you've done something that could be even remotely misconstrued as illegal, fucking shut the fuck up. Dumbass. Shokin has said that at the time of his firing in March 2016, he'd made, quote, specific plans, end quote, to investigate Burisma that included interrogations and other crime investigation procedures into all members of the executive board, including Hunter Biden. Now, why do I feel like an interrogation in the, in the Ukraine starts with a head bag? <laughs> like, why do I feel like that's how it starts? Uh, no, no. I don't think it starts that way. Uh, it's the Ukraine, man. It's not fucking Jamaica, okay? I feel like it starts with a head bag. Joe Biden has insisted that the U.S. wanted Shokin removed over corruption concerns which were shared by the European Union. Yeah. You, I think you were worried Hunter was going to crack under some pressure. Yeah, there were corruption concerns. You were worried that your son was corrupt as fuck. The people he was working with were corrupt as fuck. And you were worried that everyone was going to out, find out that you got him the fucking job. Yeah. So, yeah, there were definitely some corruption concerns. Yeah, Hunter doesn't seem like the kind of person that uh, 
could could withstand that level one interrogator that uh what's what's his face from uh hearts war oh i don't remember um he also played the bullseye character in oh uh, colin farrell yeah colin farrell that guy damn i'm yeah. good yeah you're do you remember hearts war the level one interrogator uh, very, uh, vaguely and then he shows up at the prison camp and bruce willis automatically shuns him and puts him in with the enlisted men and then he finds out well this guy was a level one interrogator bruce willis made it all the way to this guy so he knows yeah. See, well, I, I did a little research on Hunter Biden while you were talking over there. Right. He actually is a lawyer. He went to he went to law school. So I think he would have done pretty good in a goddamn interrogation. He should, in theory, know exactly what to and what not to say. In theory, yes. But I'm telling you, if it starts with a black bag, all bets are off. <laughs> Shit changes when you can't see where you're going. Oh, man. Meanwhile, an email dated May 12th, 2014, shortly after Hunter Biden joined the Burisma board, shows Pozarski attempting to get him to use his political leverage to help the company. The message had the subject line, urgent issue, and was also sent to Hunter Biden's business partner, Devin Archer, who also sat on the Burisma board at the time. And they have a screenshot of the email as well. I'm not going to read this entire fucking thing. I bet there's some email addresses they didn't redact either. Um, Yeah, no, no. Looks like those are on there too. Get your shit together, dickheads. What are you doing? (laughs) Uh, You know what? Fuck it, I am going to read it. Excuse me. God, I hope it's in English. It is. Dear Hunter and Devin. Let me zoom in on this so I can read it better. Following our talks during the visit to the Como Lake and our further discussions, I would like to bring the following situation to your attention. As previously pointed out, on a number of occasions, the representatives of new authorities and power tend to quite aggressively approach NZ, unofficially with the aim to obtain cash from him. Who the fuck is NZ? Uh, I don't know. It's a code. I guess. Initially, it was done by the representatives of Svoboda Party. Sure. And the Ministry of Internal Affairs. You got that one. These so-called unofficial communications, you can't see my air quotes, but communications, would entail blackmailing. In case we don't cooperate, i.e. provide money in cash, the gas production business of NZ would be stopped, destroyed, etc., that's just the first paragraph. Okay, so little suspect here. Hunter and Devin were on the board with this guy, right? Yes. Okay. So I feel like that uh, email would be a bit more familiar and not be like, Dear Hunter and Devin, like you're fixing to ask him if they want to go fucking fishing. Yeah. That seems a little weird to me. It's important to note that Svoboda Party is represented in the government by the General Prosecutor and by Minister of Ecology and Natural Resources of Ukraine, the last organ together with the State Geological and Subsurface Survey of Ukraine, which is directly subordinated to the Ministry of Ecology and Natural Resources of Ukraine, are principal regulators in the area of issuing licenses for natural resources and control. After unsuccessful attempts to receive funds from our side, they proceeded with concrete actions. 
So far, we got information through unofficial channels that one or more pretrial proceedings were initiated by the Ministry of Internal Affairs with regard to Burisma Holdings Company, companies that are heavily engaged in gas production and happen to be our holdings key companies. The Ministry of Internal Affairs contacted the Ministry of Ecology and Natural Resources and the State Geological and Subsurface Survey of Ukraine to obtain all documents concerning licenses issued since 2006 until now to the companies of our holding. Apart from that, they would unofficially approach our partners, clients, suppliers, trying to intimidate them to stop working with our companies. These are typical instruments to destabilize business. We urgently need your advice on how you could use your influence to convey a message slash signal, etc. to stop what we consider to be politically motivated actions, bearing in mind the following. Burisma Holdings is a leader among private gas producers. Our primary client is Acceler Metal, Ukraine's biggest metal steel plant. We cover more than 60% of its gas needs. Our clients and their production are largely dependent on our work and our ability to perform our contractual ob obligations. We employ hundreds of employees, etc., etc. Negative influence on our companies may result in multi-level negative social, economical, and political consequences. Please advise. Looking forward to your reply, Vadim Pazarsky. Yeah, they just, I don't know, it seems weird to me. I feel like there would be a little bit more urgency, a little less. A little bit, little bit more professionalism. A little less dear. Yeah. You know, like, if I was going to email you, I wouldn't say, dear Daniel. I'd be like, what's up, fuckstick? Uh, yeah, I was going to say something, you know, hey, fuckhead. You know, something along those lines. Like, I, I would be a bit more familiar. Like, we were colleagues instead of, like. I'm a fucking fangirl or some shit. <laughs> Again, we urgently need your advice on how you could use your influence to convey a message slash signal, etc., to stop what we consider to be politically motivated actions bearing in mind the following. Yeah, that's still, that, that still sounds like it. Nothing in that email sounded urgent. He, there was no sense of urgency in the way he was talking in the email. Yeah. It, it just seemed like a, another, uh, another day. NZ isn't identified in the email, but appears to be a reference to Burisma founder Mikola Zlochevsky, whose first name is a Ukrainian version of Nicholas. All right, that makes sense. When the alleged shakedown failed, they proceeded with concrete actions in the form of one or more pretrial proceedings, Pazarsky wrote. Uh, and then there was a quote there about urgently need your advice. Hunter Biden responded by saying he was with Archer in Doha, Qatar, and asked for more information about the formal, if any, accusations being made against Burisma. Who is ultimately behind these attacks on the company? Who in the current interim government could put an end to such attacks, he added. Nothing? No? No, nah, no. Nah. Okay. The exchange came 
the same day that Burisma announced it had expanded its board of directors by adding Hunter Biden, who was put in charge of its legal unit and will provide support for the company among international organizations, according to a news release that's since been scrubbed from Burisma's website. Uh Uh-oh. Hunter Biden actually joined the board in April 2014, according to multiple reports. His lawyer said last year that Hunter was not a member of the management team, adding at no time was Hunter in charge of the company's legal affairs. But Hmm. put in charge of its legal unit and will provide support for the company among international organizations. In charge of its legal unit. Yeah, this is the language we agreed on, people. Like, no one... No one, like, got beaten into speaking English in this country. You know, we kind of just all agreed, you know, English is the the language we're going to speak. So if we're going to speak it, learn how to read it. Like, if it says something, you can't then go, but this didn't happen. But motherfucker, you just said it did. (sighs) So... Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to continue reading this entire article from the New York Post. Thank um, God. Yeah, if if you want to, uh, you can go on to the New York Post and read all of this stuff yourself, and write down some emails and phone numbers. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, you can do that too. <laughs> so, if, you, if you're getting bored later and want to spam something, fucking have fun. Oh Jesus Christ! I will say this though. Um, so far this has not seemed to, uh, ah, there it is. This article has not seemed to make any mention of the photographs found on here, other than to say, you know, the 12 minute sexually explicit crack smoking video. He's got his crack pipe. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, I'm sorry. That was supposed to be hash pipe. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, Weezer. Yeah, yeah. It was hash pipe, right? Yeah. But Hunter got his crack pipe. Yeah, I'm going to rewrite the hash pipe song by Weezer for you, Hunter Biden. <laughs> Look for it on Spotify. Maybe. <laughs> you probably get canceled before then. Um, one of the photographs that, New York, that the New York Post released with this article, uh, a photograph taken from said hard drive of said computer that was... Um, Allegedly dropped off by Hunter Biden. Allegedly. Um, shows Hunter Biden in bed, sound asleep, supposedly asleep, based on the photograph. Allegedly. With a crack pipe sticking out of his mouth. Now, you know what they say. A picture, sa- uh, uh, a picture speaks a thousand words. And this could have been any number of things. Uh, This could have been a prank that one of his buddies was pulling on him where he was asleep and they took the crack pipe and stuck it in his mouth. Um, You can definitely tell that this is a used crack pipe. Um, Or maybe this was one of those fake selfies that... 
Hunter may have taken of himself where he was pretending to be asleep and had the crack pipe in his mouth and snapped the selfie to send to uh, the chick that he was banging while he was smoking a crack pipe. Who knows? I mean, it's a photograph. All kinds of things could have happened. So many different scenarios. Fact remains, there's a crack pipe in Hunter Biden's mouth. Whether he put it there or somebody else put it there, there was a crack pipe within Hunter's possession. Or at least where he could have it in his possession. Yeah, yeah. It does look kind of crack pipey. And this isn't even an allegedly. That is, that is a fucking crack pipe. Have you ever done crack? You can't I've already see. said I've never done crack, but I know what the fuck a crack pipe looks like. Which would suggest that you've either done or been near someone doing crack. Oh, I've been near several people doing crack. Why are we weird? Why are we near people doing crack? Like, who hurt you? <laughs> it was one of those things where I show up at what is supposed to be just you know a regular get together. Uh-huh. And then, a, you know, someone who's like Will Ferrell shows up. Hey, guys. Want, want some crack? You guys want some crack? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You're telling me Tyrone Bigham showed up. He, he may have. Now, since this <laughs> has happened, um, I have another article here. Pulled up from Business Insider. Since this whole thing has uh, hit the public eye, I, li- I like the way Business Insider words this too. <laughs> this is the headline An explosive New York Post story that sent Trump world into a frenzy is riddled with holes and red flags. I mean, I'm not going to say that it's not. I mean, you, it's absolutely right. I mean, on Excuse both me. accounts, like, all the Republicans were like, oh, shit, we got them. And I'm like, mm, motherfucker, that can be doctored. Trump world. This, this, this is the list of bullet points here on Business Insider. Trump world flew into a frenzy on Wednesday after the New York Post published a report purporting to show a smoking gun email featuring Hunter Biden communicating with a Ukrainian official about meeting with his father, Joe Biden, when he was vice president. Where in the hell did the term Trump world come from? I don't know. I prefer to call them Trumpeteers, but... (laughs) That's just me personally. Because they all out there blowing this dude. Oh, that was nice. D-O-N-A-L-D-T-R-U-M-P. <laughs> I don't like how well that works. <laughs> like that, that concerns me. I mean, hey, you got your trumpeteers. They got the mouseketeers. They got Mickey Mouse. We got Donald Trump. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I see. I see where you're going here. Uh, 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 yeah, uh, yeah. The trumpeteers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can dig it. The thing I don't dig though is the fact that any story that comes out 
uh, Russiagate. False. Completely false. But we heard for three years that it was completely true. Right. Still, it's still true, apparently. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. But this comes out. And immediately everybody's like, oh, no, can't be, can't be, can't be true. Can't be true. It's not right. Nope, 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 nope. Well, that's because it's against a Democrat. So, like, if you're going to be fucking asshats, be consistent asshats there, mainstream media. At the very least. Like, come on, I'll respect you more. The Post's story has several red flags that raised doubts about its authenticity. Was it the crack pop? I bet it was the crack pop. The most glaring questions center around whether the emails described in the story are legitimate, how they were uncovered, and how the Post obtained them. Well, actually, I'm pretty sure the New York Post talked about how they obtained them yeah. uh, from Giuliani, who did get them from a guy who copied a hard drive, which, like I said, sounds a little fucking suspect to me. Well, I mean, you know, according to... Said uh, computer repair shop guy, uh, after multiple attempts to contact the individual who dropped off the computer, which he did not say that it was Hunter Biden, even though it's got Hunter Biden's name and phone number on the receipt, did not say that it was actually Hunter Biden that dropped it off. After multiple attempts to contact <sighs> said individual, well, you kind of, you didn't pick it up, you didn't pay for it, well, it's mine now, motherfucker. Yeah, but I... Coming from a guy that has a degree in computers, I get asked to fix people's computers all the time. Right. I don't routinely go through their hard drives snooping for shit. Even if they leave their computer at my house for months, I don't go, huh, I wonder what's on the hard drive. Let's just go snooping about. Well, and that's the thing about it. <clears throat> you know, it, it's, it's one of those things where... Okay, you as a licensed computer repair shop guy, because you technically are not a licensed business. Yeah. But as a licensed business, you put out there with your customer, you have such and such days after the repair is finished to come in, pay for it, and pick it up. Um, if you have not paid for it after such and such days then I'm going to start tacking on late fees. And then if you decide you're not coming to pick it up, it's mine now. Yeah. So let's just say for argument's sake, whoever dropped this computer off never came to pick it up. Now it belongs to the guy that owns a computer repair shop. Well, call me crazy. But if I just acquired a new computer, before I completely wipe the hard drive clean, I'm just going to go through it and see what's on there. Because, let's be honest, there could be incriminating stuff on there. Not necessarily to the idea that they're talking about here, but maybe it's, hey, this is a damn $2,000 laptop that they left here. It's only $85 to fix it. Why didn't they come pick it back up? Maybe there's something on here that they don't want people to see. Yeah. Maybe it had child porn on there or something. I don't know. Yeah, I got to assume that that's not the case. Uh, if you bring me a laptop to fix and I fix it and you don't get it after a couple months, I'm going to deban your fucking hard drive. I'm going to wipe that shit, put a new operating system on it, and sell that motherfucker. And you know what? He probably may very well have done that, but like I said... He probably had the idea pop in his head, 
maybe they were trying to hide something. Or, also, also, maybe he recognized the person that dropped it off and was like, hmm, I know who dropped this off. I'm going to go snooping. And maybe he found something. Or maybe he was like, this isn't incriminating, but I'm a computer guy. I can make it incriminating. Maybe. Maybe. We don't know. That's why I like to play devil's advocate. It's really fun. Business Insider identified the repair shop owner as John Paul MacIsaac. Nailed it. An avid Trump supporter who couldn't get his facts straight when reporters later questioned him about the timeline of events laid out in the Post story. Now, where it says reporters later questioned him, it's in blue instead of black, so that identifies it as a link. And when you click on it, it takes you to the Daily Beast. Now, what were we saying before the show, Matt, about the Daily Beast? Leftist as fuck. Leftist as fuck. It's a fucking online tabloid is what it is. Plain and simple, it's an online tabloid. It is an opinion site, pretty much. The outlet also said it learned of the email's existence last month through Steve Bannon, the former White House chief strategist, and obtained them through Rudy Giuliani, President Donald Trump's personal lawyer. Both men have pushed conspiracy theories about the Biden campaign's ties to Ukraine, and Giuliani met last year with a Ukrainian official who was sanctioned in September and accused of acting as a Russian agent. In all, one expert said the way the story was published appears to showcase a standard tactic in disinformation operations. But again, like you pointed out, Russiagate. Yeah. True. Has to be true. Yeah. It's true. Because Donald Trump. It was true. Mainstream media. Donald Trump. True. Even when proven false. No. True. Yeah. Now, some really incriminating shit about Joe Biden has come out. Well, no, no, it's false. This is nothing more than a right-wing conspiracy to uh, taint Joe Biden's name. Guess we'll see. No joke about me saying taint and Joe Biden in the same sentence? No. No. I I left the door wide open for you, man. Dude, it's too easy to pick on Joe Biden. (laughs) But the funny thing about all of this, even though Russiagate has been proven false time and again, mainstream media still says it's true. It's factual. It happened. Now this is coming out, and the, uh, the White House... Press secretary. Um, what's her What's her name? Uh, yeah. I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Let me get this article pulled up here. Uh, yeah. Kaylee McEnany. I think it's McKinney, but... Uh, I, it definitely says McEnany. M-C-E-N-A-N-A. M-C-E-N-A-N-Y. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't. You don't. Have to, you don't have to pronounce everything how it's spelled. I'm fucking doing it. <laughs> I mean, you can. I mean, I didn't pronounce her first name the way it's spelled. Kaylee. I. I mean, poor favor, I guess. You start talking about that poor favor, we're gonna get out of here and go get us some jalapenos. Yeah, on the, <laughs> on the quesadilla. On the quesadilla that's made with the flour tortilla. Flour tortilla. Oh, Jesus. Um, her Twitter account was locked out over sharing this story of uh, Hunter Biden. 100% censorship from Twitter. Twitter has been actively shutting down. Or I won't say shutting down, but locking out accounts <clears throat> over people sharing this story. They're, Twitter is trying to silence the fuck out of this story. All right, so you want to have fun? Go on your phone right now because you have Facebook. Okay. All right. Go to Facebook. Going to Facebook. All right. Click on the search bar up there. Right. Type in Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden. Click search. Search. What's the third article say? Um... Well, I've only got, uh, so on my search, very first thing I, that pops up is the page for Joe Biden. Yeah. And then right under that from Louder with Crowder, Twitter locks account of White House Press Secretary Kaylee, Mc, whatever her fucking name is. Yeah. So you don't have articles? Um, let's see here. No. Okay, so I have articles, and the first one is from Fox oh, News. Oh, wait, wait, here we go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Hannity from Fox News. Okay, what's the second uh, one? Facebook, Twitter, limit reach of article about Hunter Biden. That's the one. Yeah, that, that, from my, Forbes. From Forbes.com, yeah. Yeah, that, I searched, that was the, the third article that comes up when you search his name on Facebook. Facebook and Twitter limit reach of article about Hunter Biden. But why? If the fact checkers, because they are independent fact checkers, mm -hmm. if the independent fact checkers have not found anything in this article that is even somewhat false, then why are they limiting the reach? Because I went back to your Facebook page where you shared it. It doesn't have that banner over it that says, false, see why. It's still there. Hmm. There's no warnings about misinformation. So why are you limiting the reach if nothing has been proven false yet? Is it because it's devastating to your case? To quote Jim Carrey. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to read this article from Forbes here. Facebook said Wednesday it would limit the reach of a New York Post article on Hunter Biden's alleged emails with a Ukrainian businessman until third-party news organizations fact-check it. And hours later, Twitter followed suit, restricting users from sharing the article on its platform. Andrew Stone, a spokesperson for Facebook, wrote on Twitter that the company was, quote, reducing distribution of the article until the story is fact-checked by the platform's third-party partners. 
The step is unusual for Facebook, as the company has consistently maintained a more hands-off approach to moderating content and misinformation on its platform, though that policy has begun to change in the lead-up to the election. So you say, who the fuck they talking about? Every time you turn around, it's misinformation on there. Users who sought to share the article on Twitter Wednesday afternoon were met with an error message that said, something went wrong, but don't fret. Let's give it another shot. Yeah, and that was 10 hours ago. They've had 10 hours to fact check this. Yes. You mean to tell me nobody could fact check one article in 10 hours? You've probably got 50 motherfuckers sitting in a room with really fast computers and nobody can verify anything about this in 10 hours? Clicking on old tweets linking to the article returned to a page that read, Warning, this link may be unsafe and detailed the company rules and regulations. Uh-oh. In a statement to Forbes, a Twitter spokesperson said the company had restricted sharing of the article because it violated the company's hacked materials policy. Hmm. Well, it's not hacked material. Well, one could make the argument. One could, but, I mean... It's not hacked material. Well, I mean, if you drop off a computer with me for water damage and I fix it and I go to log on to it and I don't have your password, I know some tips and tricks to get around that password. Yes, but again, we've already established this guy is a licensed business, licensed repairman for computers, and if he has an established time period of from when you drop it off to when the repair is done to if you don't pay for it and pick it up, it becomes his property... If he can establish that he went in after that time period and pulled this information off then, then that's not hacked material because it was his property. Well, here's the thing, though. It's not a pawn shop. (laughs) He didn't pawn the computer. He said, hey, fix this thing. I mean, he could very well have a pawn license to go along with his repair license. Well, that's speculative as fuck, but I I, I highly doubt it. (laughs) But what I'm saying is it's not a pawn shop. It's a computer repair shop. Objection, speculation. Yeah, it's devastating to your case, isn't it? Yeah, so if I had to use my tips and tricks to get around your password, that is not uh, just logging in. That's something else. Well, you're assuming that there was a password on the computer. Well, most people aren't. Is there a password? Well, actually, it depends on how new the computer is. If it's new enough, they force you to have a password on them. Well, again, you're assuming that there was a password on the computer. Yeah, because, you know, most tech-savvy people tend to want to keep their shit secure. But what I'm saying is, if there was a password on the computer, I could see why they would call it hacked material. Republicans have been quick to claim a cover-up with the Trump campaign accusing Facebook in a tweet of rigging the election for Joe Biden. I mean, they wouldn't censor it if it wasn't true. I mean... Or they wouldn't censor it if it was devastating to the Trump campaign, true or not. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's fucking stupid shit. And you know what? Let's talk about this, too. I want to talk about this. The video that I sent you. You were watching it just a little bit ago. Oh, yeah. On uh, Miss Nancy Pelosi. 
Yeah. We're going to get off the Hunter Biden thing. Like I said, if you if you want to look into it, the article is out there. Just go fucking find it. The article's out there for now. Oh, <laughs> you know what? I'm glad you mentioned that. I'm going to go back after this show, and I'm going to screenshot every single fucking page of that article. You better do it. Uh, I'm, I'm getting her done. But Nancy Pelosi, this is the last thing we'll cover here. Yay. Uh, <laughs> I love talking about Nancy Pelosi. Let me get back. There we go. It says, and this and this is from Daily Wire. Uh, it's a video. Pelosi comes unglued when CNN presses her on stimulus bill. Quit holding up the money, bitch. Now, I'm not going to play the video because the video in its entirety is like nine just minutes. shy of... No, <laughs> 13 minutes. The one I saw was nine minutes. Well, you, you were watching a edited Ben Shapiro version. Yeah. I'm talking about the actual interview between Wolf Blitzer and Nancy Pelosi. She got fucked up by Wolf Blitzer. Fuck yes, she did. I will, however, read some of the uh, quotes. quotes, such as, let's see here, let me, uh, Blitzer said of Americans. They really need the money right now. And even members of your own caucus, Madam Speaker, wanted to accept this deal, $1.8 trillion. Congressman Ro Khanna, a man you know well, I assume you admire him, he's a Democrat, and he just said this. He said, people in need can't wait until February. $1.8 trillion is significant and more than twice the Obama stimulus. Make a deal and put the ball in the McConnell court. So what do you have to say to Ro Khanna? Pelosi's response. What I say to you is, I don't know, you're always an apologist, and irate Pelosi snarled. And many of your colleagues, apologists for the Republican position. Ro Khanna, that's nice. That isn't what we're going to do, and nobody's waiting until February. I want this very much now, Pelosi claimed. Because people need help now. It's no use giving them a false thing just because the president wants to put a check with his name on it in the mail that we should not be doing all we can to help people pay the rent, put food on the table, then enhance benefits that they don't lose their jobs if they are state and local. We're talking about the consequences of a pandemic. The symptoms of a problem that the president refuses to address. And that is the coronavirus. I'm going to go back. Just because the president wants to put a check with his name on it in the mail. That in and of itself tells me right there. Pelosi is scared to death. That if this stimulus goes out before the election... It's going to seal the deal and lock in another four more years of Trump. Well, guess what, dumbass? We've already got one fucking stimulus that said Big Daddy Trump on it. And you think people just forgot about that twelve to $1,700 they got? No, they didn't. Do you think the people have forgotten that every step of the way it's been the Democrats holding this shit up? No, they haven't. You're still the ones holding this shit up. Trump has said several times he'll sign the motherfucker as soon as you send it to him. 
but you won't send it over. So it's your fault. Now, going back to Blitzer, he said, We know the problem out there, but there are millions of Americans who have lost their jobs. They can't pay the rent. Their kids need the food. $1.8 trillion. The president just tweeted, Stimulus, go big or go home. He wants even more right now. So why not work on a deal with him and don't the perfect, as they say here in Washington, be the enemy of the good. I think what he meant to say there was, uh, that might have been a typo. I think it is, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Pelosi's response, losing all sense of logic, well, I will not let the wrong be the enemy of the right. Huh? That was her response. I will not let the wrong be the enemy of the right. That's naturally. (laughs) Yeah, wrong is the enemy of the right. That's its natural predator, actually. I'm pretty sure of it. One of the, yeah. <laughs> like, if, if if we were in the wild right now, the wrong would be a lion, and the right would be a meerkat. Or a zebra. Or a zebra, or a fucking antelope, or some shit. <laughs> See how that's, like, they're natural enemies? Jesus Christ. <coughs> Pelosi asked... Do you have any idea of what the difference is between the spending that they had in their bill and that we had in our bill? Do you realize that they have come back and said all these things for child tax credits and earned income tax credits and helping people who have lost their jobs are eliminated in their bill? Do you realize they pay no respect to the fact that child care is very important for people whose children cannot go to school because they're remote learning and yet they minimize the need for child care, which is the threshold with which people, mothers and fathers, can go to work if they had that. Do you have any idea at how just woefully short their concern, and then Blitzer cuts her off? That's precisely why, Madam Speaker, it's so important now. Yesterday I spoke with Andrew Yang, who says the same thing. It's not everything you want, but there's a lot there. I'm literally on Andrew Yang's Twitter right now. Here's a tweet from Andrew Yang. Nancy Pelosi, take this deal. Put politics aside, people are hurting. And Andrew Yang is a UBI guy. Yeah. He's all for universal basic income. Yeah. If he's okay with it, you should be okay with it, you crony bitch. Well, Pelosi's response... Yeah, but you know what? Honest to God, I can't get over it. Because Andrew Yang, he's lovely. Ro Khanna, he's lovely. They are not negotiating this situation. They have no ideas of the particulars. They have no idea of what the language is here. Good morning. Sunday morning. (laughs) I think her brain broke again. Another slip. I didn't come over here to have, so you're the apologist for the Obama, excuse me, God forbid, uh... (laughs) Oops. Oops. Oopsie poopsie. (laughs) Blitzer protesting. Madam Speaker, I'm not an apologist. I'm asking you serious questions because so many people are in desperate need right now. Let me ask you this. When was the last time, Madam Speaker, you spoke with the president about this? 
Pelosi's response, I don't speak with the president. I speak with his representative. Okay, so same question. <laughs> Different person. <laughs> Fucking, you can answer that. She was it, was it yesterday, today, two hours ago, last Thursday? Blitzer, trying to be reasonable. Why not? Why not call him and say, Mr. President, let's work out a deal. It's not going to be everything you want. It's not going to be everything I want. But there are so many Americans right now who are in desperate need. Let's make a deal. Okay, so they, the Democrats right now <clears throat> have basically pulled their gun directly out of their holster and have taken aim directly at their foot. And all they're waiting to do is pull the trigger. Because here's, here's what they all they got to do is accept this deal and send it over to Mitch McConnell. Now the ball is in the Republicans' court. If they don't sign this shit, then it's the Republicans' fault. Yeah. You fucking imbeciles. Send it over and let them be the bad guys. If they're the bad guys, guess what? That hurts Trump, you nutsack. Like, what the fuck? And you know what? Here's the thing about it. When your own fucking people, this is Wolf Blitzer she's having an interview with. He is a correspondent for CNN. That literally stands for Clinton News Network. Allegedly. <laughs> Speculatively. Possibly. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yep. Wolf Blitzer of CNN, when he is grilling your ass about this, your own fucking people are grilling you about this, you're probably in the fucking wrong. Or I'll do you one better. How about this? Let's forget the stimulus altogether, even though I really want that money. That would be really dope. I'd that would be it. I got, I got some plans. Some, some bills need to be paid. <laughs> like, bruh, come on now. I got laid off. Homie needs some money. But no, if you if you don't want to do the stimulus, how about this? How about let's go ahead and go, oh, well, the science is out. The survivability rate of COVID-19 is over 99% and open the entire fucking economy. That's an option because if people can go back to work, they don't need you to print more money. They can make their own. There are your options. Pass the stimulus, open the economy. You got two choices. Hmm. Interesting. Pelosi responded haughtily. What makes me amused, if it weren't so sad, is how you all think that you know more about the suffering of the American people than those of us who were elected by them to represent them at that table. <laughs> what the fuck do you know, Pelosi? Okay, so uh, to borrow from George Carlin here. Imagine, if you will, the average person and realize that person is stupid and realize that half of them are stupider than that. Same goes for politicians. They're not just super intelligent because they're fucking politicians. They just talk well and they got elected to a position. Most of them are probably card-carrying morons. Fucking present company included. Of course, he's referring to Pelosi and not me. Is that what I said? <laughs> I, I was referring to Pelosi. I will kick you in the gooch later. <laughs> that sounds oddly 
painful. <laughs> like, it's not the nuts, it's not the asshole, it's that in-between part, and it just sounds like it's going to be, like, really painful or not super painful. It's like a medium pain. I don't know how to brace for that. <laughs> now, after that, Blitzer pointed out, here's what you wrote in a letter to House Democrats, Madam Speaker. The president only wants his name on a check to go out before Election Day and for the market to go up. Is that what this is all about? To not allow the president to take credit that there's a deal that will help millions of Americans right now. Hmm. Isn't, isn't, that, isn't that what I kind of pointed out when she made that comment earlier? Ooh, Blitzer bringing the receipts. He got the receipts. Ugh. I mean... Blitzer pointed it out. I pointed it out. She wrote it in a fucking letter. So she pointed it out. <laughs> this has nothing to do with helping the American people. This has nothing to do with the Republicans got their side wrong and we're not doing anything until they fix it. This has everything to do with Pelosi is trying to make sure that another stimulus does not go out before the election so that way it does not lock in and 100% guarantee a fucking election for Trump. Well, guess what? The American people know the Democrats are fucking the ones who are blocking this shit. They know that you, Madam Speaker, Nancy Pelosi, are the one who is blocking this shit. And they, the American people, are going to make sure, just out of fucking spite, that Donald Trump gets elected again. And I can't wait to fucking see it. And so you know what? This isn't even confirmation bias. This is confirmation. Like, most people say, you know, the right's looking for a, con they got a confirmation bias. Like, oh, this proves it. This proves it. No, this is actual confirmation. Nancy Pelosi does not give two legitimate fucks about the people that she was elected to represent. Check the homelessness in her district. Check, check how big the homeless population in her district is and tell me she gives a fuck about the people that elected her. She doesn't. Pelosi's response to Wolf Blitzer in that instance. I don't care about that. He's not that important. But let me say this with all due respect. You really don't know what you are talking about. To which Blitzer repeated, $1.8 trillion is a lot of money. The American people need that money ASAP because they're suffering right now. I'm not saying it's perfect. And then Pelosi cut him off. You don't care how it's spent. To which Blitzer said, of course I care how it's spent. But what I don't understand is why not talk to the president personally. Call him up and say, Mr. President, let's get a deal tomorrow. Now, the interview goes on longer than that, but that's where they cut the article off, quoting the interview. Uh, mm. In 2019, there was 9,784 homeless people in her district. In 2019? Yeah. What about in 2018? Oh, shit, I don't know. It just polls. Uh, oh, let's go. Oh, can we go? We can go by race. Holy shit. Oh, snap. Oh, damn. Let's break that down. 
But yeah, there was nine thousand over nine, almost ten thousand people homeless in her. Her district is San Francisco, by the way, California's twelfth yeah. congressional district, San Francisco, which is, from everything I've heard, a really nice place. Like, as far as like living, yeah. If yes. you're gonna live in California, go there. But they still have ten thousand homeless people. You don't think ten thousand homeless people could use a little bump? I think they could. You don't think um, ten? Uh, you don't think the rest of the residents in your area that haven't got to work since fucking March could use a bump? I bet that salon owner where you uh, went and had your hair done at when you weren't supposed to go there, Miss Pelosi, bet she could use a bump. Yeah, and we're not talking about coke here. We're talking about a little bit of money. <laughs> Don't get yeah, no, leave Hunter out of this. <laughs> don't, 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 don't get excited there, Nancy. I know, I know, y'all rich white people like your cocaine, but uh, calm the fuck down. Send it over to Mitch McConnell. See what he does with it. If he, if Mitch McConnell and the Republicans drop the ball, then let them drop the ball. But you know, it's always a wise choice to never interrupt your enemy when they're making a mistake. And you that's know, why the Republicans aren't pushing the issue. This is uh, this this is what I'm seeing right now, and I and I'm and as much as I fucking hate basketball. This is this is the reference I'm going to use. Pelosi is, and she this this is a game of basketball. Democrats have the ball. Republicans. There's ten seconds left on the clock. Last few seconds of the game, Democrats are down by three points. And instead of passing the ball, trying to make something happen, trying to get something done, Pelosi's just standing there holding the ball, letting time run out. Yeah. um, Again, I say, don't interrupt your enemy while they're making a mistake. So... She, let her run out of time. Now, if you'd spun that the other way and the Democrats were up by three, I'd say foul the bitch. <laughs> make, her go the, make her go the line and shoot two. I play basketball. I know how this works. Make her go the line and shoot two. She's going to miss one. Now, 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 you're, now you're up. Now, now you're, you know, they're up by four. You, you got time. Yeah, but the problem is this is like the longest yard and they're playing prison rules. Call your own fouls. Well, then it shouldn't be hard to foul a Democrat. Just say something remotely offensive. But the problem say, is... Say Merry Christmas. I'm offended. That's a foul. But the problem is, it's going to be just like, you know, no foul called, no foul called, and then a clean strip of the ball when he's going to put it up, Democrats are going to call foul. Yeah. So, you know, I don't need the money that bad. I kind of do. I mean, I I do, but I ain't sweating it. You know, I got bills to pay. I've, I've I've been way more broke than this, and I've had way more money than this. So, I'm kind of used to being here. I don't care at this point. I just I want to see the Democratic Party implode, and that is exactly what's happening. It is. It absolutely is. They are eating their own, and. Nancy Pelosi, you are the cause of all of it. I wouldn't say she's the only cause. I'm not. I'm not saying she's the only cause. <laughs> there are others. You know. Let's let's not forget. Um, 
oh, Jesus Christ, the uh, the Democratic senator from uh, Hawaii during the ACB hearing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> questioning this, during a confirmation hearing, questioning this potential uh, Supreme Court justice. Has she ever been convicted of sexual assault? Accused. Or I'm sorry, accused. Have you ever been accused of sexual assault? Well, first off, I feel like you would know if she had. Secondly, um, probably not because she's a suburban fucking mom. Uh, that doesn't happen too often, I don't assume. Or um, who I want to I want to say it was Cory Booker. Oh, please be Cory Booker. I believe it was Cory Booker. Let me double check that and make sure. Uh, yeah, I think it was a Cory Booker. Um, questions her about um, if she would denounce white supremacy. She cut seven kids. Two of them are black. I think she's pretty well against it. But just to put Mr. Booker at ease, she unequivocally just stepped right out. Do you denounce white supremacy? Yes. Okay. So here you go. Hey, Cory Booker, I need sit down homeboy. Look me in the eye. I need, I need to have a serious conversation with you. If you ask the average white person, do you denounce white supremacy? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I already know where you're going with this. Let me, uh, we're, we're, Matt. Huh? Do you denounce white supremacy? Yes. There you go. No, no, that's not where. I, that's not exactly where I was going with it. Oh, but okay. if you ask the average person to denounce white supremacy, they're going to say yes. Now, if you go to a prison yard and find the guy with the swastika tattooed on his fucking chest. With a shaved head. And go, hey. Do you denounce white supremacy? He's probably not going to do it. So if you don't see a swastika or a four-leaf clover or anything that would denote the Aryan Brotherhood or any kind of white hate, they're probably going to denounce white supremacy. You fucking tool. Don't don't you have a tattoo of four-leaf clover? No, I'm Irish as fuck, and I will not get a tattoo of four-leaf clover because that is an Aryan Brotherhood thing, and I ain't trying to get murdered over a goddamn clover. <laughs> I could have sworn your little your little Ireland flag country had a four-leaf clover in it. No, I guess not. Nope. There is not a single clover on me. I won't even put a three-leaf clover on me. I mean, it makes sense. I ain't trying to have that smoke. <laughs> yeah. Dems, y'all y'all are y'all are just I mean, it's not all of you. It's not all of you. It really isn't. There are some good Democrats right now saying, what the fuck are we doing? But it's the usual suspects. Andrew Yang is one of them. I would assume Tulsi Gabbard is one of them. Ro Khanna. Ro Khanna is one of them. Saying, hey, you know, uh, stop being idiots. Let's do this. Like I said, it's the usual suspects. It's Nancy Pelosi. But you know. It's Cory Booker. Diane Feinstein's been oddly fucking silent for about four years. She has. <laughs> Where the fuck has she been? I don't know. I gotta see if she's still active. Hold on. <laughs> like I said, it's the usual suspects. It's Nancy Pelosi. It's Cory Booker. It's Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. It's the usual fucking suspects. 
And I and I hate that I have to lump in AOC because this is her first term, but you're one of them. <laughs> you're Sorry. fucking one of them. It's Elon Omar. Um, who who was the one from uh, from Michigan? Um, the uh, one that said fuck Trump. You want to narrow that down? <laughs> uh, let's see here. What was her fucking name? Uh, Rashida Tlaib. Ah, yes, okay. Yeah. Ilan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, AOC. You know what? There's three of them. We're going to start referring to them as Charlie's Angels. That's just wrong. <laughs> Is it, though? A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> What's wrong about it? Uh, kind of sexist. It's not. Oh, a little bit. It is not. Uh, from everything I'm seeing, I think Diane Feinstein's still in office. You're being real quiet. <laughs> Diane, what's going on? You have some problems at home. Do you need to talk to somebody? Because you were loud as fuck before the election, and while Obama was in office, what's what's going on, Diane? Like, I don't say I'm not gonna say I miss you, but you were one of the usual suspects, and you're not chiming in a whole lot here. I'm I'm thinking Diane has realized what the fuck the Democratic Party has turned into, and she's just kind of she's just kind of hanging out in the back, like you know she's she's still part of the party, but you know she's not out on the dance floor. Like she's she showed up at the house party expecting there to be like board games and you know maybe like a bottle of wine. And some stuff, and then someone showed up with the jungle juice, and 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 that is not a that is not a racial slur. There is actually a drink out there called jungle juice. I've seen it. And someone shows up with the three gallon container of jungle juice, and she's like, "Yeah, I mean, I got dropped off at this party, so I got to wait on my ride to show up. So I'm still here. I'm just I'm I'm over here." Yeah, okay, so I just Googled current California senators, Kamala Harris, Diane Feinstein. So she's still there. <laughs> she just ain't said a fucking word since yep. 2016. Kamala Harris, she's another one. Okay, so now there's four in that in that group. So, okay, it's no longer the Charlie's Angels. Well, it could be. She could be Bosley. <laughs> oh, no, that's Biden. No, he'd be Charlie. Well, then, no, Kamala can't be Bosley. Well, she would be higher if she won the vice presidency. She'd be a higher ranking member than them, so that would put her in the Bosley seat. Damn. Because Bosley gets the orders from Charlie, and then the Angels go do it. I'm not trying to help your analogy here, but <laughs> if you're gonna do it, do it right. But yeah, so she is like, where has she been? I have you heard a word from her since 2016? Diane Feinstein? No, I have. Trump not. got inaugurated, and she fucked off. Like I said, man, she has found out what the Democratic Party has turned into. This house party was originally supposed to be wine and cheese and board games, and then someone showed up with the freaking big-ass thing of jungle juice, and she was like, yeah, I'm still here, but I'm not going to be a part of this. Yeah, uh, she's like that wallflower. 
Like everybody's in the, in the back room smoking weed and having an orgy, and she's like standing on the wall, like I don't really want to do this. Exactly. I'm like oh oh, here come the rioters. Yep yep. <laughs> and then you know every once in a while. Someone's going to go up to her. Hey, Diane, is everything okay? Are you enjoying the party? Why aren't you over here having a good time? Well, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm here. I'm just. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I don't know, man. I was, she was very vocal during the Obama presidency and r- right up until Trump got elected. Yeah. Super vocal, especially about gun laws. Oh, yeah. And now it's just kind of like crickets. Yeah. So. <sighs> Democrats, you're you're fucking up, eh, Ron? <laughs> you're fucking up big time. Do better. Do better. Like our expect our expectations were pretty low, but fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I think Joe Jorgensen's got a better chance of beating Joe Biden now. <laughs> well, yeah. That was that was actually one of my favorite memes from the first presidential debate. It says our expectations were low, but holy fuck. (laughs) I was like, accurate. Accurate as hell. Democrats, y'all are going to give a third party the opportunity to give Donald Trump a better run. Dude, you know what? I bet at least one third party candidate pulls off enough support to be able to debate in the next election cycle. That would be dope as shit. I don't know if it's going to be Joe Jorgensen or... Whoever I think she's really else. the only one who's gained any um, notoriety. Pu- yeah, public view. Yeah, uh, it might be her. I don't know, but I mean that'd be cool. I just, I she's I, Green Party, isn't she? No, she's Libertarian. Is she? Yeah, she's Libertarian. She's the Libertarian candidate. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't. It would be cool, but then again, like every time a libertarian like picks up some steam they do something fucking monumentally stupid and joe jorgensen did that like because you know libertarians are all about personal freedoms and whatnot and then she goes out and tweets it's not enough to be against racism you have to be actively anti-racist and i was like oh you're, 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 you're talking to a bunch of people that literally don't give a fuck about shit, and you're telling them they have to do something. We don't do that. No. No. So, yeah. I, but I, I think we in the next election cycle, we will have a third-party candidate debating. I think so. Well, I think that's a good place to leave it. We are running out of time, so we're going to leave it there. Do not forget, you can go on our Facebook page, like us, follow us, interact with us. Buy a fucking shirt. Two beards talking. Covidiots Ten Commandments shirts are still out there. Buy one, buy one, buy one. (laughs) Should we get one of those wacky, waving, inflatable, arm-flailing two-man? Yeah, we should definitely do that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it. <laughs> Actually, you know what? If 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 I'd have caught it before Into Wireless and Rainsville shut down, they had one. No. Yeah, they used to have that shit out there all the time, and it would just be getting it, son. Just doing this little wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man thing, and then they shut down Into Wireless, and I don't know where it went. Oh man. I wish I'd have been around when I knew they were shutting down. I'm like, yo, let me get that. Because that shit would be in my front yard right now. <laughs> With a big-ass sign on the front of it that says, Two Beards Talking. Yeah. And COVID-ia. and wearing a Covidia Ten Commandment t-shirt. Yeah. I'd make that shit work. Yep. <laughs> Put it on when it's deflated. Turn it on. 
Oh, man. Don't forget, also, you can go on Anchor.fm if you're feeling generous. You want to be one of our monthly supporters. We have $0.99, cents, $4.99, and $9.99 available. $9.99 will get you a free Covidiots t-shirt. Well, it ain't free. Well, okay, a discounted Covidiots t-shirt. That's that Democrat free. <laughs> like you're going to pay for it, but it's free. It's like that free college. Your taxes are going up, but you go get you, you go to college free. And I mean, come on, even ninety nine cents, I'd be. You know what? If a hundred people would do ninety nine cents a month, I mean, come on, a dollar a month, just a dollar for one dollar a month, you can feed two <coughs> radio hosts. Yeah, we don't eat that much. We can't afford to. We can't. <laughs> I don't eat. Like I had dinner tonight. But only because someone else bought it. Like, my grandmother bought me dinner tonight. I was going to say, it was a family member. Yeah, like, like, that's the only... I'm basically a homeless person with a trailer. Like, I have a place to live, but that's about it. In Alabama, that's a home. <laughs> yeah, but anywhere else, I'm homeless. <laughs> you drop, I swear to God, you drop this trailer off in the shittiest suburb in California, they're going to go, oh, he's poor. It's like, bitch, your house sucks too. Yeah, but it's a house. Fair. Case in point. Point set, point set, match that guy. Oh man, but yeah, you know what? A dollar a month. You can dig a dollar out of the seat cushions of your couch. Yeah, dig a dollar out of the seat cushions of your couch. Put that shit on your bank card and fucking donate to us because we're hungry. We would greatly appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, we would. Please? Pretty please? Sugar on top. And a cherry. Like real cane sugar. None of that, splen- yeah, yeah. None of that Splenda shit. Yeah, n- none of that aspartame, sweet and low, artificial sweetener shit. No, we're pure 100% sugar. Yeah, the real stuff. The good stuff. Oh, man. And also, you can go on anchor.fm. And you can leave us a message, ask us questions, leave your comments. We'll listen to them. We might even play them out over the air for you. Never know. Sometimes we start feeling froggy. You never know. As a matter of fact, you know what? I think next show we're going to have a little bit of fun. I don't like the way you said that. We're going to have a little bit of fun. We're going to leave politics out of it. All the bullshit aside, we're just going to have a good, fun time. Yeah, I still don't like the way you're saying that. (laughs) I think you'll like it. Does it involve shots? Yes, it does. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> Sign me up, Scotty. Yep. Oh, man. Again, a big shout out to the troops, to the men and women serving overseas and on the home front. We appreciate everything y'all are doing for us. Keep up the good work. Come home safe. We're all rooting for you here back home. This has been Two Beards Talking right here on Anchor.fm. I'm Daniel Sanders. And I'm Hunter Biden's crack addiction, a.k.a. Matt Lasseter. Thanks for listening, everybody.